Hello and welcome to Two More Tome, a podcast for three siblings, right, about the books during NaNoWriMo, and uh, that's what it was supposed to be about. Honestly, guys, when we sat down to do this, this is what we were trying to do. Wait, our goal was to write about the books. <laughs> yeah, you said write about the books during NaNoWriMo. Yeah. Not write them, write about them. <laughs> and then it like, has the books. <laughs> <laughs> tomato. Okay. Yeah, I'm Daryl. I'm Liz. I'm Ian. And we're, we're all tombed, right? Yeah. yeah. Even though we have what three days left? Two days left? Yeah. We're yeah. So we're down. recording on the 28th of November, and we skipped a week because I had written nothing for that week. I'm like, let's not do an episode where we've written nothing. And surprise, I have written nothing on the second week as well. <laughs> surprise. Or almost nothing. Dude, we're on life support. Yeah. Climbing in. Uh, so my book is titled I Was My Soccer, and it's about a girl that realizes that the boy that's stalking her is her, like, in her, her spirit, her soul, her herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor D, you so sick <laughs> Uh, my book is called Millennium for the Macabre, and it's about every thousand years on this spooky island, a special creature is born that doesn't belong with any of the other creatures, and so it has to travel the island to find the home that it will, like, best fit in. My book doesn't have a title, and it was a lore bible from my Americana-based fantasy series. Yeah, and how many, how many words did we all write since last time? So what's everyone's word count? Um, mine is I haven't updated this, but I'm at like nine thousand, so it doesn't nothing matters. <laughs> like I'm not gonna. I didn't write oh. enough to update the nine thousand, so I wrote a, about a thousand words since last time. Mine is fifteen thousand six hundred seventy-seven. Mine's like fourteen thousand four hundred ish. So I wrote about three thousand since the last podcast. And I wrote wow. like one thousand six hundred on the day. It's funny because like last year you guys. Um, got around there, and I was like, "Shame on you!" Because I was at the the glorious fifty thousand. Yeah, believe us, we and remember. It. And well, I wasn't around here. Now that I'm so far below fifty thousand, I'm like, "That's amazing." <laughs> I wish I could do that. <laughs> wow. Uh, I wish I was capable of writing. <laughs> Flipping perspective. Yeah. I wrote double over double what I wrote last year. Yeah, it's very good. It is very good. After two more years, if you keep writing double, you'll complete your first nano. Oh <laughs> it's true. Liz, don't listen to the peasant below us. Sure. More <laughs> words, please. Sir, I have 9,000 words, sir. More? You want so did we hit our short-term goals what they were is i wanted to finish january of my book that was my like, low <laughs> my low ceiling goal since <laughs> the beginning <laughs> yes indeed it was liz wanted to get to this uh charnel the skeleton town in her book and finish that chapter and Ian wanted to finish his Pantheon of Gods, and he said, maybe do the bad guys if I'm feeling ambitious. Which, well, first of all, that goal was supposed to be for a week ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
So two weeks ago, did we hit the goals we wanted to hit? My answer is no. Uh, my answer is no as well, obviously. My answer is yes, but because it's been two weeks, it's still is that's a pretty poor goal to hit. How many words did you write in between this podcast and or in the last one? Like three thousand ish. Oh, okay. All right. You so you wrote the most out of D and I since last time. Yeah, and that was all just like you. That was the day I, that we podcasted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta talk about your nothing man yeah i'm like i don't even know because all i really did was just write the scene where she's in her intro to philosophy class and they discuss the trolley problem i just remembered last episode all you did is talk about calendars (laughs) yeah i got my calendar set up which i was happy and then as soon as i finished that i'm like i gotta look up these syllabuses for syllabi for the classes i'm like no thanks also i'd like to note that like three days ago in our group chat d sent us a photo of a calendar (laughs) (laughs) i'm back at it this is different it's two weeks later it's not just it's not just a calendar it's every day that the characters in my book appear because i was like i'm definitely missing reminding readers of certain characters which i was like her cousin trey he wasn't in there enough so i have to find places to slot him into during the days because my problem is i have four out of the five days in january written and i just i don't know what to do for this last day and i've just still not known what to do i think i almost have an idea but i'm i keep telling asking myself what am i trying to say with this chapter what am i doing what insight am i providing to the reader with this chapter with what natalie is doing and what's the answer the answer is i don't know well, <laughs> a month i, I haven't figured it out well, for the previous four days like what what's happened what's the theme i have to look at my outline again you're just trying to outline it so efficiently that you just have someone ghostwrite it what? no <laughs> i'm not i'm not like outlining it I just have something that I want to talk about every day that I feel like is necessary that I don't need to skip over. And this this last day I, I'm struggling with. Where it's like the 1st of January, She's it's the continuation of the New Year's party that she was at. Where she, she resolves herself to be like, hey, I want to date Jake and I, I want to help Hayden. And then the, four, the next day is she talks with Hayden for the first time and she does homework with her sister. The next day... Then these days aren't sequentially. It's like the first, the fourth, then the twelfth. She hangs out with Jake at his house. Then the day after that, she has the philosophy class that I wrote about, where she's introduced to the trolley problem, and then she talks to Hayden again. And then that brings us to the final day, which I'm struggling with, where she talks to her friend about her college results, about what colleges that she's going to, and then I'm she goes home and I she does something. I'm not sure. Okay, so but these are like. You said what happens, but, like, what's happening in the book? What do you mean? Like, like where in the story are you with, like, is she still figuring stuff out? Are things getting weird? Yes. She she plays everything, like, by ear. Or she's trying to figure out what she wants to do. She's starting to come around on Hayden and be like, okay, this isn't, like, so bad. And she she's feeling, like, aggravated from how slow things are going with Jake. And then this chapter about the college results was supposed to be about, like, because her friend Gigi gets into the university that she wants to go to, University of Virginia. And then uh, Natalie didn't get in. So I kept trying to think about what am I trying to say with her and her problems with, like, academics or not being able to get into college. 
that that like her her best friend is going to and I'm, I'm really trying to think about like what direction to take that thread in hmm. and not knowing what to do is what has, has stymied you for the last two weeks yeah because i kept thinking about whether or not i want to jump ahead but like i've been really resistant to doing that this nano like as soon as i started like for instance i was like hey i'm gonna do january in the beginning you know like when we first began nano and said i jumped over to december because december wasn't done i'm like you know what i want to get all my ducks in a line and stuff and write this book from beginning to end so that way like i don't feel like i'm missing anything or that i don't have like holes to fill it like has a more natural progression and so I was doing that, you know, I wrote, I finished all of December because December wasn't finished. And then I got to January, I was filling in, like, all the bits and pieces of January. I just, I don't know what to do with this day, and I'm not allowed to, like, go on until I finish like, it up. Maybe, like, maybe you should just skip over it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it might be, like, you know, if you get two chapters later, and then you're like, you know what, this thing is, like, I have something going on, and I really need to you know establish this back yeah well i mean it's like there's there's both sides to it where i couldn't move forward and i'm like oh i need to like establish more of this so i can go backwards and fill it in and then there's also what if something happens that's important to remember for this day that i want to include in later chapters i'm just adding more work to myself if i don't hit it like if i don't figure out what i'm doing the last day of january and something important happens it'll change all the conversations that come after presumably do a filler episode. Yeah. No. Do a recap. <laughs> See, and again, the problem is this book's already pretty long. I'm sitting at, I think it's like 73,000 words now. And could you just cut? Cut what? Whichever, like the end of January or whichever day you're writing. If you have nothing to really add to it. Potentially. I mean, I tried to fill all the months with even days. So it's like that is a, like a dumb arbitrary goal. Just to hit. I just didn't want to make it seem like... Like, if you only get, like, a few days in one month and you're just really curious about, like, wait, what else has been going on kind of a thing. But, I mean, but before you get curious, you're already in February and things are happening. (laughs) 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 I wish we had the video so we could make sure he's okay. (laughs) I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, no. (laughs) Like, the last day is the 15th. (laughs) And then I'm like, I I don't want to go half a month without telling without updating the reader on what's happening but but you said yourself nothing interesting's happening right yeah but there's ways you can turn that into something interesting where you can say something like that's why i jump around between so many characters is that natalie is with because it's like hey here's the update on the family front here's the update school wise here's the here's the update with each of her friends and the thing is i just i haven't figured out what friends to add in here or how to talk like lauren has the cool girl lauren hasn't appeared in this month at all i'm like i need to do something with lauren here i just haven't figured it out okay well you already sounds like you have some direction then it's something with lauren then yeah it's just it's not enough because lauren doesn't appear long enough to add meat to the chapter to be like to make me feel good because every other chapter i've written so far has been like i feel good about what's in here and this chapter i mean i have like 800 words written for and i just don't feel good about it hmm I don't know, man. Exactly. And that's why I've just been sitting and staring at it for, for a good long while. And what sucks is there's there's a couple days in February where that's kind of like there too, where I'm like, I have to do something for Valentine's Day and I don't know what yet. It's because I don't know what I want to say yet on that day. Yeah. 
Because I I have most of the major story beats that are coming up. Like I know, like I'm I'm jazzed to write about those because I'm like I know what's happening here. You gotta have them do candy grams. Candy grams. Where they like you sign up to do, send a piece of candy or a flower or whatever to someone, and you can either write your name or do it anonymously, and then they deliver it in front of the class, and they're like, oh. Becky got 20 candy grams. Did that happen Ooh. a lot in high school? I'm pretty sure they did it in high school. They definitely did it in college. Certainly, I don't remember it's that. really weird public shaming of lonely people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> candy grams. Um, I don't know. I just picture, like, let, let's go through the steps. So you, you have your super symmetrical months. You have, like, this filler day that you didn't want to even do, but you have to find something, and then it goes to publishing, and then, like, hey, you should cut out just a little bit, like, you know, a little bit here, and they'll just say, this, like, there's nothing happens in this month, like, why, why is this even in the book? And then you just end up cutting it anyway. Yeah, which is why I find something to say, and then I argue against it being cut, because I'm like, this is a necessary chapter. But it sounds like you've already outlined so, like, specifically that you don't have anything else to add, right? Like, don't you hit? No, the problem is that if it continues on from here, it's just going to be constant, like, the, the big hits in this book. And then for some reason, the first end of the book is, like, front-loaded with there are five and six days of in these, like, months. Mm. And then over here, it's, like, three day, three day, three day. And it's all just the important months rather than, like, like letting you live in the world kind of a thing. Why not spread them out then? I was going to say, why can't you disperse some of your ideas from the earlier months to later months? Like, maybe not the exact scenario since it would affect your timeline, but, the, like, the basic idea. Because I don't think I can. Well, stink. Yeah, I know. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem you're going to have to cope with the solution for. Yeah, that's why I haven't written anything. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it, like, trying to, like, um, take earlier ideas and put them through the later months. And it's like, one of them, one of the days could work, but, like, the other stuff can't. Because it's specific to the day, or it's specific to where it's supposed to be in the book. Like, yeah, it needs to be because, early. Like, it needs to be early because you're. I'm both introducing these characters, and it's both building on like hinting at things. But I mean, but if you stretch out those beginning ones further in, instead of it hinting in, you know, November, it's being hinted at in January. It sounds like you don't want to mess with your the way you have everything set up. Yeah, I mean that that is a big part of it because I took so long. You know, I've worked on the calendars for so long. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to come up with everything how it's supposed to be, and it's all about filling it in. I don't want to, like, sh- reshuffle sure. and rearrange. I don't know. This just reminds me of drawing where, like, you do, like, a portrait, and there's just, like, something off with, like, the left eye. And no matter how much you, like, try to f- work it out, you're like, eventually you just got to erase that eye and redo it. Because there's just something fundamentally wrong with the way that it's, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think there's anything fundamentally wrong with this. This has just been a failure to be inspired to write something. Writer's block. Yeah. All right. Like, I, I think you're underestimating how much I need small moments and little things to write about to flesh the book out and make it not feel like it's just like, like these only these people exist in the entire world and stuff. I think it's more I'm overestimating how thorough I thought that your outlining was. Because when somebody's doing so much that they have the exact school calendar of, you know, a Southern Virginia school, I was, I'm like, oh, this must be very, like, you know already figured out yeah i figured you had every day as well which i did where i'm like i need to write about her like here where it's like about college acceptances and how it relates to her friends 
My problem is I have what each day needs to be, but not enough to be like, I'm excited to write this, I know what to write. I don't know what to write here. I know it needs to be about this, but I don't know what to say about it. Oh. And it still sounds like if you moved on, like the later stuff might inform. I mean, that is definitely like a, a an option I can take that I, like, I, I can do. Like I have some bits and pieces written in February already. I was like, maybe I can just like jump over to it. It's just I really didn't want to do that because I really wanted to figure out January because I was fearing that it would be like last Nano where I, I just jumped ahead to the end because I'm like, well, I actually I really want to write the end. And so I wrote like 5,000 words of that and like 4,000 words of the day before. No, because what I could picture is I picture when you do your first like say you even you don't even like do the January day. If you do a full reread of everything. You'll notice probably in the middle or towards the end, like you're going to need to develop certain things to have a satisfying, you know, conclusion. Man, I don't want to do a reread of this yet. But I mean, because if you did it, you would be like, oh, like clearly I haven't. Because I know for like my tunnels book, when I reread that, it was like, oh, man, I'm missing. Basically, I had no interaction at all between the husband and wife. (laughs) Yeah, so it was like, it was like, oh, like I'm kind of like I'm starting them in a bad place and not showing that they're in a bad place. I need to have a lot more. So, well, that's why things. I did. That's why I did my calendar of who gets talked to on what dates and stuff. Because I, I know it's like I need to hit Trey and Lauren for this month. I've been thinking about where to fit them into. Like, I don't know some stuff like that. I think you can maybe like, like because a calendar is like mathematically figuring out what you should do, and other things are more just like feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like yeah. if, if I read it, like whenever I read books, I like sometimes I feel like oh man, I wish I had you know one more chapter with I don't know Ron Weasley. That's that's not oh, wow. true. Nobody wants another Ron chapter. <laughs> I'll hate you, Harry. I'll hate you. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, Liz had talked about that I was really enthusiastic to write this book. And I, I was just like, it's getting down the weeds. And whenever I get to a point where, like, I, I experience writer's block, it makes me, like, really depressed and really sad. Like, I definitely sleep a lot more. So many naps. Yeah, because some days before, like, I just take a nap, and it's like 30 minutes. I'm taking, like, three-hour naps because I just don't want to do this. Yeah, this is the hard part about making anything. Yeah, and it's stuff, like, in the middle of the day that I, I end up doing this. Like, it, it doesn't matter, like, how long since I've been awake and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just, I again, I, I, I feel that way all the time, no matter what I do, whether I'm, you know. <laughs> no! Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like this is the new norm. Okay, man. okay, wait. That sounded that sounded very broad and bad about me. I meant like anything I do creatively. Like Should I, I we just mentioned that you were eating an uncrustable before we started recording. Hey, it was a whole wheat one. I'm still thinking about my figure. Um, those actually aren't that pretty bad um <laughs> no but like i just recently did a drawing and it was i just there was something wrong with the the dog's left the left eye. yeah it was the dog's <laughs> left eye and so i just i put it away for like three or four days but eventually because it's timed i was like i gotta do this and so i pushed through and it, it sucked it was like pulling teeth but when i finally came out the other end like refound that you know See, the difference here is I feel like with drawing, you can push through it because you're capable of doing it because you come up with ideas and it's all about just putting it down on paper. When you're writing, you have to come up with every sentence and every paragraph. And when I push through, it is the most boring, bland, Wyron went here, Wyron did this. It's the stuff you said you weren't interested in hearing me do. And it's the stuff I know I'm bad at doing. And that's why I don't want to push through because the more garbage I write, the more I'm giving work to myself later 
to edit. I'm still going to have to edit a lot, even when I think it's like good stuff, but I'd prefer it not to be stuff where I select it all and then I backspace and delete it. Well, I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I would think with writing, at least the way that I work, is I jump around a lot. And so if I get stuck in one place, I'm like, well, let's work, you know, here or there or another place. Which is, for every which book is, I've done for Nano, for like the first three-fourths of it, I have written sequentially, and it's only when I just want to pump out the rest of the words to hit the deadline, I jump around to the places that I really want to write. So you think that I should just keep jumping around and fill in this book like like patchwork? I'm just, I'm trying to think about any writer I've ever heard that actually writes everything sequentially. Because I mean, like, like, like screenplays aren't written like that, like movies aren't made like that. You know what I mean? Like a drawing, I don't draw, I don't start at one end of the drawing and move down like a scanner. I also feel like it's just like not conducive to sit on something for so long. I feel like you just get more and more stuck. Like momentum, you're saying, like keep the momentum going? Yeah, or more so that I feel like just beating your head against a wall, just being stuck on something, especially like when you're doing anything creative, does it, I feel like it doesn't really work. Like, you have to, you should just work on something else in the meantime. Like, jump to another part of the book. Or even jump to another book altogether. Alright. <laughs> so, so is that you, D? Yeah, don't have anything else to talk about, I guess. Are you just <laughs> pulling the lid on your tube? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been in it, I think, the whole month, essentially. Good night, cruel world. Alright, so Wait. how does, what? Burp's coming, I think. Uncrustable burp. No, don't you <laughs> Alright, I'm good. So how does Nano look for you, Liz? Like how since we're basically at the end, did you are you like, hey, I can like finish this in a week or something? Uh, I definitely can't finish it in a week. Oh. <laughs> Do okay. you wanna finish it at all? Yeah, I wanna finish my book. Okay, so unlike last year? Yeah, I mean I like my book this year. Just uh, I well I ended up having a minor surgery last week and so Yeah. Ooh. And then with no one else writing, I, and I was on painkillers, and I was like, well, I'm not doing this. <laughs> That's when you do the best writing. What are you talking about? <laughs> or you go and you write like a, a, a drug scene or when someone's tripping. <laughs> it was funny, too, because I beforehand, I, that was when my break from school was as well. I just lined it up so that I could have the surgery and recover. And... I was like, I'm going to get so much work done because I have all this time. And in reality, it was just like, so I like I had so much brain fog that I would not. And I was so drowsy all the time that I Mm -hmm. would not have been able to do anything. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like to finish my book, especially finals are soon. And once those are done during that little break in between semesters, I think I'd like to work on it more and maybe finish it. Yep. Nano January, December mo. I thought you were going to say Nano Junior. (laughs) (laughs) Nano Junior. Hey, Pop, it's me. So what did you write since last time? Yeah. I think where I ended off on the last podcast was where Louis was looking for Isabella and he had met that old beggar woman that said that she would lead him to where she is if she could eat a piece. Just a Mm -hmm. taste. And so they ended up getting to where Isabella's kept and they worked that out and then, uh... He finds, Louis ends up finding Isabella, and the house she's in is not good, and so they have to make a really quick escape, and they essentially have to get run out of the city by a bunch of officials. 
And then they get outside the city and they find that Tongsworth, who was with them before, who traveled with them all the way there, is still there waiting for them. And he's like, oh, I knew that you guys would not like that place. Those people are a little crazy. And so now they're back on the road again, heading towards Charnel. Cool. And they're going and they're going through a giant forest. Which, what did I name it? It's like the Lost Woods or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and they're going through that and just giving some more lore about the creatures that were first existing on my island, which is, I'm still calling Frankenberry. I don't know what the name will be. <laughs> leave it. Leave it. <laughs> it's going to end up being that. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's where I am right now. So that you didn't get to Charnel. No, I have a lot of this forest to get through too still because the forest is, uh, it's kind of like that forest in The Hobbit where <gasps> people end up getting lost as they're going yeah, through. Yeah, really, really cool. Hard for them. Uh, you mean the Lost Woods from The Legend of Zelda? Yeah, that too. That's why I was trying to look for what I actually named it because I was like, I don't think I named it after Zelda, but maybe. <laughs> lost Woods, Woods of the Lost. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta play the whistle at that uh that lake and drain it. The Forgotten Forest, that's what I named it. Oh. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah, just ripping off of everything cereal. <laughs> so I'm so sad. I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> I know yeah. that was that was a brief segment. All right, we can just uh, talk about what you wrote, Ian. Well, I finished. I think last time I was seven. Seven people deep into my pantheon, right? It's been two weeks, man. We don't remember nothing. I think I was. Well, I finished the rest, so I have 12. You got them all? I did. I got them all. But now that I finished those, I do have to do bad guys. I need to figure out a bunch of other stuff. So have you started the bad guys, or did you just finish your gods? No, I finished the gods, and then I tied in the gods to a bunch of my... uh, I started tying them into all of my um, bestiary. Like, who made who, who works for who, who, all that stuff. It's good. So then, like, the gods, they make... Because you mentioned last time that they make specific, like, creatures or things. Yeah, kind of. All the gods <laughs> all the gods were given the gift. The gift of, uh, basically, v. giving, like, sold life to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of them chose to, like, create, like, things, like, weapons and items and stuff like that. And some of them and chose... do they have souls in them? They're, like, powered with soul energy. Like, the gift in in my universe is basically almost like mana, but, like, you know, the actual mana. And, again, some, <laughs> some people gift that to living things, and other people use it to create very powerful artifacts. Okay, so you can use, like, soul energy both to pretty much reproduce or create vessels for soul energy? Kind of. It'd be like if, uh, if, I don't know, if you had soul energy and you were like, oh, I'm gonna have ten babies and give them my soul energy, and I was like, well, I want to, you know, I want to make a sword, and I'm gonna make that with my soul energy. So soul energy is labor. Oh boy. <laughs> I guess not actually. <laughs> you put this amount of work and effort into something. <laughs> These are questions I hope nobody ever asks about this. What is soul energy? I'm like next question. Well, next question. Well, you won't. You won't be publishing it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can't wait for conventions. I was gonna say I'll just never go to a con. <laughs> Can you tell me specifically in scientific terms? Oh God! You're just sweating. <laughs> I'm eating an uncrustable. I'm flipping through my paper notes. <laughs> so is there anything like uh, I don't know what to say? Well, again, I 
I could start going into stuff. It's just it's going to take way too long because there's a lot to talk about. Again, because so at work, I spent over an hour explaining everything I've everything I've just written for this nano to people and like answering mm-hmm. questions and stuff like it's. It's a lot of stuff. And don't you have the most to write out of all of us? Yeah, and the worst thing is, is the deeper I get into it, it keeps expanding in scope in my mind. So as you've written the gods, have you like added on any more things that you want to do like book-wise? Where you're like, I want like a whole event dedicated to exploring like this facet of this god. Not necessarily. It's more reframing what I thought I wanted my books to be. Hmm. Like before, I wanted them to be almost like very overtly like american books american fantasy or yeah like and, but now i'm thinking just having like kind of american stuff and then these gods that have very american traits associated with them is going to be enough like i'm not going to have to explicitly be you know like having people chant lock her up in, in a scene to be like <laughs> oh i know what this is referencing <laughs> yeah i know what this world okay i get this world now yeah i was gonna say that the fact that you have like gods of like time efficiency and competitiveness <laughs> i feel like people are gonna be able to be privacy to, yeah to well, to draw the comparisons well and even then i don't know if i ever want to like say what they actually are the gods of it's like maybe oh. just through you know what i mean like just through them acting like that and then yeah that that would definitely make it a lot more like vague that it's like i worship this god and you don't realize what they're what it is until and so like it is gonna have like some direct similarities which would be it's you know it's a democratic nation they they have elections they're mm-hmm. gonna be really big into gun culture like a lot of things you'll be like oh this is clearly america and so when these people start coming in and being like you know like, oh everyone exercise your right to vote it's like oh clearly this guy is some aspect of <laughs> i feel like you're bouncing back and forth really quickly between <laughs> this is like you're gonna make the america homages very like easy to to see and then more obscure what's well, it's more like i'm obscuring some things i was gonna make and then I'm just letting the other things that have naturally become very, like, uh, clear, clearly American, I'm just going to let those things ride. Yeah, the more prevalent aspects. It, yeah, it's gone from me explicitly trying to do it to it just happening now. And I'm just, yeah, and I'm not going to go out of my way now to do it. Okay. Yeah. The god of stars and stripes. <laughs> I don't can't remember if I mentioned this last time. Initially, I was thinking that I wanted my book to have these gods be very, like, behind the scenes. But now, the, they're so interesting, I think I definitely want to use them as characters. That's and by good. characters, they'll be people that, like... Are actively participating in the story. No, are they, like, do they appear as people? Like, like the Greek gods could transform into, like, people or animals. Uh, some or are they going to be like forces that people like pray to and they answer from like the skies? It's, it's going to be all sorts. Okay. It, it, some of them are going to be like still in their like true deity forms. Some of them are going to be adopting more humanoid forms. Does everyone have like a natural form that they they are? Uh, they do, which is essentially what all their natural forms would be, which is like kind of space dust. Hmm. But that they, they haven't had to be in those forms since when they fought the war, like, you know... Yeah, against Do. Yeah, what was that, three or four eras ago? I feel like you need to... The eras are your timelines, right? Like, one era, like, from one era to the next is the universe recreating itself. No. One... (laughs) Eras are more just, like, basically, like, act breaks for the entire story. So the first era is, like, oh, these older gods, basically, uh, Do and... uh, What was the other one? V. V, yeah, just Do and V doing stuff. (laughs) He forgot his own (laughs) 
Hey, I got a lot. I got a lot of names now. I gotta remember. So there's the Do and V era, and then you get to the when the kids are born, and then the kids all f- battle it out with the parents, which results in the death of V. Mm-hmm. And then there's the era where Do has basically ascended to power, and the kids need to break time in order to have a chance of somehow overcoming Do because Do is so powerful. I thought the kids defeated Do in the second era at the end of that war, right? And then they kick him out. No, he's talking about the Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm era. just. <laughs> I'm just That's wondering how Dew gets to power after he gets, like, defeated and kicked out. Because Dew kills V. But I thought the kids beat him in the second era. No. They don't? No, Dew kills V and Dew steals the thing from V. And then they create humans? Or then they create, then he gets the power to make bad things that don't have souls. And nope. then they are, and then it's supposed to be kind of like the thing, you know, I don't know, if you had one central power, like a monarchy... It, it's strong, and it's stronger than, like, the democracy when you divide the power up amongst, you know, mm-hmm. V's 100 children because you need all 100 children on the same page. Yeah, you know, as like a, there's a centralized power, so you get more things that the monarch wants done, done. Right, and, and I've already, like, established that I have a few. I have a few of the gods, at least later, are, like, super ambiguous about what side they're on, and I have a few that are bad, and then I have a few that are, like, lawful good, and then I have a few that are just pretty indifferent to everything that's going on, mm-hmm. but still good on the side of good. Yeah, like the god of life. Well, the god of life, again, has, like, given up, so... Yeah, indifferent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, you were going for the indifferent one. And so, time hasn't repeated itself at any point. No, so that happens when he kills... when Dew kills V. Time becomes cyclical. Okay, one of the weird things for me is that you mentioned that people are are going to realize that things aren't the way they're supposed to be, and they need to make time cyclical again, right? That again, that was when did or, I say this? I said that a long time ago, I think, because now I'm already starting to rethink that that might not work for what I'm making. Oh. I feel like my book is almost like it's so rigid; it's hamstringing me. Well, Ian's over here, and he like I assumed he's been wanting to write this book for so long, but really, he's just like playing around with Plato. He's like, it isn't this anymore. Now it's this. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like imagine if you had like you know a million colors of Plato, and you're like, man, I would love to make something like a castle out of it. <laughs> yeah, and when you start making a castle, you're like, and you get like halfway up, you're like, oh, you know what? I made this moat green because I thought it would be ooze, but that doesn't make sense now it has to be red because it's lava because that's where my book now takes place yeah and so i'm just I, i'm not like i don't know i'm not married to anything i've written so far i'm okay. trying to like i'm letting stuff whatever fits well it makes it hard because like i'm still trying to keep like in mind what happens like with the beginning and for you like since you're getting rid of like the, the cyclical time nature of things like we had talked earlier before like the podcast and everything about what your book was about and that it was supposed to be about that the the main god of it wants to eliminate suffering in the world right like that was your the thing you wanted to focus right. on yeah and then that concept has been like thrown out the window and now i'm like okay now I'll keep this mind of like v and do and that do does something to ruin the cyclical nature of the world so that it's not exactly cyclical so that it keeps branching off so that he can catch glimpses of mo and then this is now like being put to the <laughs> sorry bad <laughs> so do catches glimpses of mo when the when it is cyclical yeah and yeah. do is not the one that breaks time oh right it is yeah the, it is the kids yeah yeah the surviving so 12 need to stop 
do from doing what he's gonna do yes and so that and so the only way they could think about it is instead of giving do you know that extra chance to do things if you break time that gives like parallel universes to where you can start messing with stuff and you you're not you don't know if you're gonna keep that concept yet or are you i think i am but it parallel universes that's a bad way to describe it it's more like a at Time keeps branching. And so instead of things repeating, things keep building on themselves. So the gods and everything that can move from one, basically one end to the next, they keep learning, they keep planning, they keep like amassing things. When, when you talk about branching, I feel like you have to be very careful with the phrasing here because branching almost implies there's another branch that they can actively go on. Like how you said parallel universes where it's like, are there multiple like, instances of these gods existing now or is it that the cycle repeats again but things can be different yeah i guess i guess well because i guess branching would say like a divergence yeah and it almost makes you think where it's like we have to go to the other universe and recruit the other children of v so that we can double our numbers because i know this is like a lot of stupid superhero comics do this kind of thing where it's like a branching universe means let us interact with our other selves in other universes that's like the first thing i think no when i think of branching it's more like imagine a tree if there were like you know a million you know potential offshoots of branches Uh which i am (laughs) and then when somebody makes a definite decision about which one is going to be the correct one that one keeps growing, the other ones immediately get like, you know, little nubs on them and they become scarred over and they do not grow ever again. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is, is there, it's almost like there is string theory, but because these gods are the ones exercising like such power on the actual direction of like the flow of time and space, mm. it's whenever they like meet at the end well, and then they have that. That's why I'd be like, I guess the difference here is that it's not like a, a branching universe. It's like a, a universe of infinite potential, but one reality. Right. Yeah. Whereas before at the cyclical, it was one potential in one reality. And so, and so if you imagine there's a single thread of real reality and it keeps branching at certain branches and the branches, quote unquote, are potentials that are now dead and we're only riding on one branch Mm -hmm. yes through time so the last thing i'll leave off on is i'll just tell you about one of my gods i made Mm -hmm. so eventually in there i because i think i told you guys last time i was having a real hard time with a couple of the like you know american concepts yeah yeah what to do for them yeah and they were so abstract i could not figure out what to do Mm-hmm. Um, so finally I got to one, on, uh, it is the god Rom, and Rom is the god of liberty. Mm-hmm. And so finally I was like, you know what, I, I don't want this one to be like thoughtful at all. I just want to make something cool. And so I made Rom the coolest thing I could ever think of. And so Rom, because Rom believes in liberty, basically Rom hates almost everything and everyone because they're always like infringing on other things liberty <laughs> you know because it, it's like this weird contradictory thing like you know by me being free to drive my car i'm infringing someone else's you know ability to drive in the fast lane yeah, yeah or like that you have the liberty to drive your car but you can't drive on their lawn sure or on the other side of the road if it's empty or yeah so everyone's liberty is kind of hinged because of other people that is a good right. point <laughs> right and so he's constantly like he hates everyone but the thing is his do is the ultimate thing 
infringing on people's liberties. <laughs> so what he, so he's been doing is he's been waging essentially a forever war on Doom. <laughs> but it's only because he's like the worst and he hates everyone else though. <laughs> okay. So he's like the biggest butthole in your story, but people would want to ally with him because they have a common enemy. Oh yeah. And and so because he's been fighting forever and he's done nothing but just fight, he's like the best warrior there has ever been. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and so um I made it that uh, he, he's like a really big friend of uh, plants and stuff because plants kind of live in harmony mm-hmm. and they never like, I guess maybe they kind of infringe on each other. They do grow over each other. Right. But even then it's like, I don't know, they let them do it, you know, like plants mm-hmm. don't really have an opinion about what's happening. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I made him a very like nature focused guy, but only only plants. He does not like animals because animals are always killing each other and stuff. <laughs> And so he lives on in like this glade that's protected and there's only plants there. And he chills there when he's not fighting Dew, like basically in space and elsewhere. Because mm-hmm. Rom, Rom kind of defends the planet. Rom's always off world, just like going into crazy battles and stuff. And I made Rom, he's going to have bark for, for like armor. But skin also. Mm-hmm. So he so just imagine bark, but actually it looks like plate mail. And he's like huge and tough. And uh, in beneath or in between all the uh, plate mail bark things that are on there, he has these like crazy um, fungi, like glowing like blue and pink and purple that like mm-hmm. kind of waves about. It's like just imagine fighting in space and he's glowing <laughs> blue and pink and purple. That sounds cool. It's that is really cool. <laughs> and so this shows like here's an example of how me making up things informed my other stuff. So I had been wanting to work uh, like a Sasquatch or Yeti or something like that into my uh, into my story because that's a very American like creature. And so I figured that um, they made the Sasquatch and Yeti to look, or they were essentially created to be a an entire army to overtake Rom because Rom's so tough. <laughs> and so that's why basically Rom's going to look like a Yeti, but he's going to be, you know, bark and fungi, but the Sasquatch are going to look just like him, but it's just going to be fur. And they're going to, as far as like, you know, their, their social structure goes, they're going to dye their hair. Oh, based on the fungi colors? Yeah, like war paint. Hmm. Or like, you know, if somebody's like a really, like crazy, you know, tough warrior in the Yeti culture, he would have, he would look a lot like Rom, but it's going to just be hair. Does Rom use a weapon? I think I was going to make him use a sword just because that sounds really cool. <laughs> Is it going to be a wooden sword? <laughs> Like, is he like a druid? He doesn't like metals. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. I was going to have him basically... I just kept picturing guts. Basically, guts in space. <laughs> <laughs> that giant claymore. And I want him to be like, just like guts or anything in like Dark Souls or something. I want him to be like, kind of small and always taking on these huge things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. It's a very Ian god. Yeah! <laughs> so on someone tough fight. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my Conan character. My barbarian. Rom. <laughs> And so this is where you're like, you come up with all that stuff, and you're like, I gotta use him in the story somehow, rather than like him in the back, where it's like, I heard Rom was fighting in space again. <laughs> I I think I might actually use him in the background. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, because, I don't know, he's, it's one of those ones where like, he's almost too powerful to have him. Oh, yeah. He's like your yeah. like level 20 wizard. Yeah, he's going to be a guy who's going to like pop in and out of the story, but not be a major player. Also because he could, wouldn't get along with anyone. I've always wanted to, I've always had an idea in my head for like a story where there's these three like omnipotent gods that are powerful in their own way. And one of them like controls time. 
and the twist is one of the characters in the party has been that guy the whole time and he just keeps his power level really really low when he fights oh man i like how it's power level like it's dvz (laughs) (laughs) well because like he holds up his fingers to show how fast he can move and it's like the technique that the god invented so out of like the five on one hand he always does two but then when he does five, like, all time stops and he can do anything he wants for as long as he wants. Oh. And the twist has been, like, when they had to fight, like, this really super powerful enemy that no one could beat, he does use it at one point, and someone sees that he holds up all five fingers. Oh. Where before, it's like, if you hold up three, you kill yourself doing it. Like, no one is that strong that they can do three, and then they see him holding up five. <laughs> They're like, oh my god. It's yeah. like a <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <I> know. <laughs> Where it's like you take it beyond the beyond. Yep. He has a third eye under his... Yeah, but it's not just that. It's like, imagine, like, this third eye is so powerful, and their chest is full of eyes. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> he no one could four beat fingers, him. went straight through yeah. five. Went from Super really Saiyan cool. 1 to Super Saiyan 4. <laughs> no one can beat him. And that's... No rebuff. Yeah, that's... Yeah, no, I feel like that kind of stuff is very, like... That does get you enthused to write, which is really helpful. When you're like, I have this really cool guy, and I want to make his introduction, like, cool, or I, I want to, like, build up to him in the mythos and stuff like that. Well, and specifically for the type of book I'm writing, I have the luxury of just being like, you know what, I just want to make something cool, because cool things in fantasy books are cool. Yeah, and this is, like, the best time before you have to go, like, well, th- how does this actually work? Like, how does having moss? Instead, you're just like, this is a god, this high of level of stuff where it can just be. Yeah. Rather than, like, getting down to the intricacies of, like, when you have a hard-based magic system, and you want to do something cool with it, and then it's like, if it doesn't work within the system, you're like, well, I can't do that. Right. Yeah. It's neat. And that's Thanks. nano... And uh, are we in our tombs? <laughs> oh, yeah. I I'm mean, too. Yeah. No, but like, are we going to keep writing after this? That's my ultimate question thinking about this. Because this writing my book has been the thing I have to do. So, like, I can't stop just because Nano ends. Yeah, and I, I said previously that I would like to continue writing mine. I, uh, I definitely plan on continuing. Even though I haven't written much, I've thought about this every single day while I've been Same. at work. Same. Same. So I guess this isn't necessarily the end of Tomer Tome, since maybe we'll just do, like, monthly updates or something. Maybe, as long as we keep writing. Yeah. I feel like it was... Well, I don't know. I can't tell if this was better or worse than last year. It feels equally worse, but, like, in a different way. It feels horrible, but, like, <laughs> we're ending on a positive. <laughs> well, I feel like last year, like, with me and you, Liz, neither of us finished, but I don't think either of us cared. Yeah, and then D finished, and, but D was really angry. I hated it. Yeah. But now now I haven't finished, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then this year, me and Liz are more like, yeah, we'll keep writing. But because D didn't finish, and he hates that he didn't finish, it's like, oh, this is really bad. <laughs> it's a double loss. Yeah. I'd almost rather write The Long Day and finish that book. Ooh. No. <laughs> Find out more about that spice restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember your main character's name, but you will not forget. Yeah, who was Eurus? <laughs> who was Eurus? When you, when you guys started talking about that water monster that he fought, I was like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about right <laughs> The merc dragon or the shark? The, the merc the dragon? Sea knight. D, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about right he fought, now. Uh, he fought a water shark and uh yeah. 
Well, that's all in the past now. <laughs> it's in the tomb. God, yeah. I did love how mustache twirly bad your guy was, though. You keep saying that. I didn't feel like he was mustache twirly bad. <laughs> Maybe it was just the way that, because you... Cause you made Read an audio book for us <laughs> yeah maybe it's just the way you're reading it yeah, <laughs> i felt like he was just no nonsense a mustache twirly guy would like hold you dangling over a pit of acid going yes how will you escape this <laughs> that man that's how i remember him <laughs> wow yeah that. he was not like that at all yeah when they get to that meeting and they're all sitting there and he's doing his demands <laughs> silence <laughs> But the Emperor kept talking, man. He's not going to sit there and let him keep talking. It is my turn to speak. Uh, now you talking about fantasy stuff is just like, what if I did fantasy? Uh, and, then I, and then as soon as I sit down, I'm going to hate it. It's fun. You could just make like that one guy that you were talking to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, maybe I could fit him in somewhere. Just, yeah, just make Just anything. put him into I Was My Stalker. <laughs> There you go. Showed an enemy. <laughs> a guy talks to Natalie. He's like, I've been stalking myself for a million years. <laughs> yeah. He's just a guy that one-ups everyone. <laughs> well, All right. Less. <laughs> no, writing's hard, guys. It really is. Yeah. It's like everything's hard, I guess. Uh, I still think writing's the hardest thing that I've like creative thing i've tried to do yeah for, for me a lot of it's just like coming up with the pros and just trying to make it where it's not like trash because i feel like with drawing like i never get to a point where i'm like i'm just drawing trash here it's like we generally have like the skill and like accuracy to like okay this looks fine even if something's like, like odd or off whereas i feel like this is just like such a hill to climb yeah it's hard yeah well uh, I guess we'll see what happens to us in a little bit, like in a month's time, I'm guessing. Wait, uh, last question. Are, are we doing this next year? Nano? Yes. No, stop making me do <laughs> Nano. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I never know until the time comes. Yeah, and then Liz is like, yeah, I'll do it. And then she gets like a nice, like, sizable 10,000 out of it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> And then I go back to slumber. Yeah. <laughs> As I just struggle and agonize over this. I think if I do it next year, I'm doing something I do not care about at all. If I do it next year, the only way I'm going to do it is with zero planning. And you start from day one and you see where your story goes. That's what I mean. It's going to have to be something brand new, not in a universe I've made. Yeah, that's the only reason I would do Nano is just to see what kind of story would come out of me that I'd want to write if I did that. And I really shouldn't do that until this book is done. Yeah, I mean, same with Ian, I feel like, but... <gasps> you're lumping me in with him? <laughs> I mean, you haven't even... You're not even writing a book you're gonna publish, so... Gotta get sure to that. Yeah, she's always lumped you in with me. Like, you, you're better when you sit down to work and to do it, but the thing is, you're so far behind, whereas, like, I, I'm halfway guys, through a book guys. that guys, is, that isn't going to change a lot. Jesus. I feel like I feel like a guy who's like, man, that was a pretty good mile I did, and they're like, and everyone's just screaming at him, <laughs> you still have a million to go! And it's like, oh, I was feeling good about how far I've been. You're like the shonen guy, where you're like, I just mastered this ability, and then I'm holding up five fingers. <laughs> sure, and then I have to go back into the gravity thing times yeah gravity. hyperbolic hyperbolic time chamber and, yeah and train for five years well it seems like a month for you guys yeah <laughs> it's so cool 
right. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to this. Us. Yeah, us. Slowly yeah. dying again. I'm. I'm gonna give. I'm only gonna give a very subdued uh, Horace because. <laughs> no, you have. To, you I have don't to feel do like full. screaming it. You have to do as full as you You're possibly most can. Passionate Horace. Oh, I'm looking around oh, right now. I don't wake wake up wake. everyone downstairs oh, and upstairs. <laughs> All right, ready? Yep. <laughs> While okay. the dog is barking. <laughs> bark, bark, bark. Hurry. All, All right. right. Hurry. <laughs>